Welcome to the Not So Asian Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Padan. I apologize for the sound quality in advance. There's a global pandemic going on, and I'm using my phone to record this. <laughs> Technology for the win, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I realize I pretty much stole the title of this episode from a John Mayer song. I'd really recommend to go listen to that. It'll help you understand why I'm speaking to a screen right now. Now, before I start, a little disclaimer. Uh, I'm not perfect either before I say these statements. I don't want you to judge me. I'm just trying to uh, stimulate your mind. With what has been happening in the world, it has inspired me to think about the deeper meanings of life. And I would really like to share these with you. The world will always change. Change happens every second in our lives, and yet we refuse to see it. We're all guilty of this, and that's what really, honestly, makes us human. Here's a question I want you. Yes, you. Listen to me right now. Probably not many people are listening to me, but whatever. I just want you to think about this question. Why do we have to keep letting this cycle of humanity repeat? And why not create change? Why not embrace change and why not embody change? What's so scary about it when the world never stops changing? By questioning humanity, we ourselves as people become better. By questioning our own humanity and what it means to be a human, it has brought us to where we are today. But why are we stopping? Or at least it feels like that, doesn't it? I just rambled on and asked you a bunch of different questions when, I'd, uh, when I said I'd ask you just one. <laughs> But I would like you to find the answers and get back to me. See how long that takes you. Hint, hint, you never will. My point here? We don't always have the answers. And as humans, I don't think we ever will. But here's my take on it. If you're willing to lend a ear to a 21-year-old Asian college kid, that is. Change is necessary for humanity. Because without change, look what happens to us. Every single human being on the planet right now with the looming threat of uh, COVID-19 is, um, you know, kind of scary. And unless you've been living under a rock, we all kind of feel very similarly about the future right now. And if you think about it, what our future really needs is change. By now, you must have seen that all over social media, the world is uh, reverting back to its natural ways. Is this a sign that we as humanity have done too much and have stopped embracing change to the point that we have gotten so comfortable with the way the world works and the way we live so that anything outside that realm of possibilities seems impossible? To that question, I say, not really. Why? Because the world is simply always changing if we think about it. It's kind of Mother Nature's, you know, course kind of just taking place. Things are always just going to keep changing around us all the time. I also need to stop with these rhetorical questions that I end up answering anyways. Before you start thinking I'm just some sort of happy hippie trying to preach world peace, I think you got to hear me out. Everyone has a different story, and it really is our differences that make us so unique. And it's also those differences that bind us together as humanity. So here's my story. So I was born in Manila, Philippines, to a Filipino mother and a Nepali father. Um, lived there for the first five years of my life. 
I uh, don't remember much of that, to be honest. Uh, then my parents split. I moved with my dad from Manila to uh, Kathmandu, Nepal, um, where I lived for most of my life. Um, I was there from age five to about age nine, so the first four years after I got there. Um, my dad got remarried, we moved to Bangladesh, lived there for about two years because my stepmom worked with the UNICEF and, you know, we should be, she has jobs moving around the world. Then we moved back to uh, Kathmandu. Um, I, got, I went back to, um, I went back to the same school, uh, kind of ran into the same friends. It was kind of funny. I was, what, like 11, 12 years old by this time. Um... And then, yeah, stayed in the same school um, for the rest of my life till I was 18, 19 years old. And then I moved to Ithaca, New York, uh, where uh, I am. I'm not there right now. I'm actually in Oakland, California, because uh, I've been uh, displaced by um, the global pandemic. And I've come out here to stay with family. I wasn't able to go back home because of the lockdown. Um but yeah, miss family and stuff like that. So as you can see, you know, I, my uh, my background's kind of kind of interesting. You know, I played a lot of sports growing up. Played basketball, played soccer or football for those people who really care. <laughs> um, played volleyball. You know, played cricket. If you don't know what that is, um, I'm I'm ashamed. <laughs> um, you know, I I grew up doing a lot of sports, music, and um, the reason I'm doing this podcast is because. Uh, I realized that, you know, there are not a lot of, you're not a lot of people, they're not enough people talking about world issues. And, you know, that's important, you know, having to move on and move forward and, you know, share a life story. Um, it's a unique way of conveying someone's experience. And I think it's unique for people to, uh, to understand, you know, how people can come from different backgrounds. In today's day and age where people come from all over the world and everyone's mixed race, kind of like I am, you know, um, I think it's time to stop being so isolated and stop isolating ourselves. Kind of ironic because we're all isolated right now. But, you know, technology, Internet, we have all these crazy tools that we can use and that can be so beneficial to us. I think, you know. We need to stop thinking that we're alone out here in this world, even as alone as it may feel sometimes. I say that from the bottom of my heart because I've, I've been there too. You know, I'm sure other people may not agree with me if they know me, but, you know, like I said, you don't know people's stories. And I just briefly shared you my story. You know, um, being in Ithaca, New York, I think has uh, brought a whole different perspective to my life. Coming from a first world country to a, sorry, a third world country to a first world country, the difference in uh, privilege has really given me perspective. And I think that's what, I think that's what's so, uh, so necessary. Anyways, I'll save, I'll save you all the intricate details or questions or future installments about my life. <laughs> As you can see from what I'm saying, I don't know if see is the right word because you can't actually see me. <laughs> but as you can see from what I've been saying, I've had a kind of weirdly unique life. And, um, you know, I've I've lived that life. And yet, like everyone on this planet, I'm only human. 
thinking about that, I kind of stole that title from uh, Jason Mraz by accident. I'm going to roll, ladies and gentlemen. I really hope I don't get put on the chopping block by uh, Big Brother copyright for this. As humans, we can only do so much individually, I think, is what I'm trying to get at. You know, I grew up my entire life within Asia and therefore understanding the cultural values of the continent. And it helps me see why working together and being together as a community is what's best for us. And no, don't call me a communist either, even though uh, Nepal's government is a majority communist for now. <laughs> I ain't trying to get into politics right now because that's also further dividing our world if you think about it. And speaking of the world, this is a perfect opportunity to uh, introduce the first segment of this podcast where I and hopefully guests in the future discuss burning topics in the news and our takes on it. Uh, let's get started with uh, what's happening. In case you can't tell, that's the title of this segment, What's Happening. Wow, do I even really need to talk about what's happened in the past month and a half, two months, whenever this goddamn virus started in the first place? <laughs> I, I'll leave all the details to the experts, but like, you know, on a from a college kid's perspective like i'm questioning my future i'm seeing like is college really going to recover from this is the economic debts and here and there and whatnot gonna you know we're all uh worried about our futures because we don't this is uncharted waters you know if you're well educated or overconfident maybe you're too calm and you're under precautious to the point that you keep spreading the virus because you're not abiding by the the rules or maybe you don't care you know and if you're over precautious you're panicking and making everyone around you panic you know we need to be aware of how we're behaving as hard as that is you know there's a lot of people out here thinking it's uh thinking it's a some sort of post-apocalyptic show right now you know empty shelves and <laughs> you know hand sanitizer costing 150 bucks online and there's no toilet paper you know food you know people are worried about food people are worried about money like we need to, you know, I, I feel bad saying this because, you know, I'm going to trigger a lot of people, but we need to chill out a little bit, you know. The, the media is kind of slapping their dicks in our faces and we don't know, <laughs> we don't know what to believe. And, you know, this is kind of why I'm doing this podcast. I'm trying to spread awareness about my opinion, if you would like to believe my opinion, that is. Um, and so without further, further ado, um, let's, let's get on into the news. Um, I'd like to start with some positive news, I guess. Um, if anyone's not looking at worldwide news, like I said, Al Jazeera, CNN Worldwide, BBC uh, World Coverage, you know, they've got some really good articles kind of uh, analyzing the whole world and how we as a world are working through this, right? So I'm on aljazeera.com right now, and here's an article. It says, Global Race to Find Coronavirus Vaccine. And so reading what's been happening, we're looking at stuff and the, the UK has, um, you know, all of these started human trials on volunteers uh, for a vaccine. They've been working fast on it. They've increased it, federal funding. You know, there's a great video on this article on aljazeera.com. If, again, if you look up the title, it's called Global Race to Find Coronavac Coronavirus Vaccine. I think it's really good. Helps people to understand where we are right now with science. And I know we had a 12 to 18 month timeline, but... Generally, the media tries to put out these um, 
these worst case scenario timelines, right? Because that's what we start with when these things start as an, uh, as the unknown and as the as we find out more things, things get a lot more clear. And you know, with um, the way China's being portrayed in this whole situation by the U.S. media, like I don't think it's fair. You know, um, China has made a lot of deals with Iran to help them and is distributing a bunch of personal protective equipment to them to be able to help their healthcare workers, you know. Um, China has donated uh, respirators um, for people in my country, Nepal. You know, China is doing their job to help help the world. And, you know, while Europe is faltering because they've become the epicenter of the virus and they've needed help, you know, China sent doctors. You know, South Korea is making great progress on a cure. Germany is making great progress on a cure. All you got to do is Google it, you know. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be all happy-go-lucky here, but, you know, it is positive and we do have to trust humanity as a whole. And we have to do our part as humanity, which in the U.S. is, well, in California, is social distancing six feet apart. You know, we just got to listen to what's uh, what's going on and stop it from spreading and, you know, try to do our part in our lives. Well, this has happened, you know. I I lived through an earthquake in, uh, in Nepal in 2015 and you know, being a poor country, there's only the, so, so much the government could do. And with the corruption and whatnot, all the donations didn't end up going to the right places, right? So a lot of the people started doing a lot of nonprofit charity work and physically going out there and helping people and raising money and rebuilding schools and rebuilding underprivileged buildings and buildings, yeah, rebuilding underprivileged parts of town. And, you know, the the, the country still recovering five years after the fact that things have kind of fallen apart in Nepal. But the country's still functioning. You know, people decided to work together rather than sit their asses down and not do anything, right? And I think that's my point of this, is that we can't just let the isolation get to us and drive us crazy. There's um there's an interesting article I've been reading um, it, does, it discusses the effects on the world, on our mental health right now, and why it's important not to panic. Uh, this article is on thehealthyplace.com. It's titled Coronavirus Anxiety 101, Worry, Fear, and How Not to Panic, written by Tanya J. Peterson. This article was recommended to me by my therapist when I was talking about him, about talking to him about my concerns about the world and the future. And here's a good quote. Um, <laughs> the newest form of coronavirus, COVID-19, is causing a pandemic of fear to spread across the globe. There's even a name for it, the fear, coronavirus anxiety. And so, you know, there's literally on a health journal approved by medical professionals, there is an anxiety that's being created with all of us and being able to understand that we can work on ourselves, Correct. The two types, of, this is quoting the article, two, there are two types of anxiety that are working around the COVID-19 issue. Health anxiety and the fear of the unknown. These are common forms of anxiety that when they occur together can be debilitating and cause panic. If we think about it, think about family members, think about friends, like we're concerned about our own health and we, we don't know what's happening with the future, right? And so... You know, what we can do as humanity to help each other feel better is reach out, be a friend, be a be a wife, be a husband, be a brother, whatever. You know, just share that love, you know, having that love and sharing that is going to help people calm down and, you know, sharing the right information, too. 
here it says how to deal with coronavirus anxiety it's to keep perspective you know remember that some gossip is fueled by anxiety and it says here that you need to do what you need to do to stay healthy so that you stay healthy so that you're not you know you're not diminishing your own immune system just part of the cause you know part of the reason people are dying is people aren't healthy and then something simple is don't let empty store shelves fuel your own fear you know other people are panicking because of exaggerating news reports there's you know plenty of links on this article that help you understand what's happening and how to not panic and i think it's a really good article you guys should give it a read um once again, it's called Coronavirus Anxiety 101 on thehealthyplace.com. Really, really, really will help your mental health right now. What I find really interesting is like looking at Asian media, especially back home in Nepal and all of our social media. People, my friends, my family, they're okay with dealing with the cold hard facts right now. It's like times of crisis is kind of normal. Even in my lifetime, you know, like I said, an earthquake, but I also lived through a civil war um where there was large amounts of political unrest and violence where the city would be shut down for days weeks at a time and you know for our own for our own well-being and we can see how poorer countries while under equipped and under are and undereducated are somehow able to deal with this and like i said the people are working together a lot faster and a lot more cohesively you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, totalitarian governments are the way, this is the reason why they're being able to do it. Nepal, listen, Nepal is a federal democratic republic, right? Don't ask me what that means. Like, I've lived in Nepal and I've seen how long things take to get done in the first place. Nothing ever gets done, right? But only when it's a time of crisis, people finally decide to put their thinking hats on and decide to start working and hold a positive outlook on things and somehow are prepared to lose family members without even saying it. Because, like, I, I don't know how to explain that. You know, I, I also feel that way in some ways. You know, my Eastern values have created that within me. But it's, some, it's an interesting phenomenon that, you know, perspective creates. And now one of the more tougher topics to talk about in the news. And I'm also biased because I am, you know, looking at it from an Asian person's perspective. But it's the Asian racism not just in the United States, but around the world. And yes, while Asians themselves are <laughs> quite racist sometimes, you know, racism period is just not okay. And then having finally experienced it firsthand myself, I think finally was a wake-up call for me. And it was finally a time for me to say, I need to stop sitting down and I need to speak up on this. And this is me speaking up on it. And so the story is, you know, I was flying out of Syracuse, New York. Uh, I touched down in Philadelphia um, and I was running to catch my next plane to get over here to the West Coast. And then the airport was empty and there were literally like the only passengers were all Asian people, literally. And while I was running over, like I dropped something. I had my headphones on. My music wasn't playing. Um, I dropped, I dropped my, you know, the pillow, the travel pillows, the U-shaped pillows you put around your neck. I dropped that. And so when I dreamt, when I, <laughs> when I leant over to pick it up, I dropped my phone too. And I was like, oh shit, you know? And then behind me, I just hear, um, someone say, oh, look at that stupid chink. And I'm like, even if that wasn't directed at me, that's just not a term 
that, that's nice to say. But anyways, I, I stood up and I was like, did he, did someone really just say that? And I just turned around and I made eye contact with um, one of the janitors working in the uh, airport. And they're just standing there because, you know, there's no one in the airport and they're just looking at me. And I kind of just give make eye contact with the guy. And he's like talking to his colleague or whoever it is on the side. And like I can just hear the mumbling and I'm like, that's weird. I never, never thought racism could affect me that much. And then I start thinking about, you know, being an Asian in Ithaca. Like, I don't look Asian. If, you, if you've met me, if you know what I look like, if you've seen photos of me, whatever it is, I don't, I don't really look Asian. I'm brown. I'm from Nepal. My, my birth mother is Filipino. And she's from Spanish. She's Spanish descent. So I'm more white than I am Asian from that side in some ways. <laughs> um, I don't look Asian. My eyes aren't your stereotypical Eastern Asian, you know, I don't look what people associate with, like, I don't have the features of what people associate with Asian, right? In the U.S., they call me Mexican because I'm brown. And that sort of, that sort of, you know, assumptions and judgments kind of get to you after a while. It's what microaggressions are. And you know, that it's really sad. You know, I, I was, then I said, I was thinking on that travel, on the travel. And I was uh, I was looking at all the other Asian passengers, and some of them were literally one of them was wearing a full hazmat suit, and I was like, uh, I don't know if that's necessary, but if you feel like you need to do that, then yeah. And I was talking to a bunch of Chinese students um, at Ithaca College prior to um, prior to coming out here on the West Coast, and a lot of them were scared you know with the asian racism going on they were scared i was scared too you know while i don't look asian i identify as an asian i'm a proud asian i go around like i like right now i'm saying it i go around talking about you know the whole fact that i'm an asian and you know i just i just think it's ridiculous that we as humanity talk about solving racism and not judging each other and blah 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 blah, but no one actually does it and I think that's something we need to work on. I'm 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 concerned. I'm very concerned about this judgmental side of us that that really makes other people feel like crap. You know, if just imagine me just from a little comment like that, feeling a little bit weird and creeped out just just from a little comment from some someone someone made in the airport one day. Now imagine you look all over the news, just Google it. Asian racism, coronavirus related racism, the memes, the whatnot. Yeah, I understand humor and good fun like that, but it's it's the the, the racism and the the fact that you know people were blaming blaming Asians and calling it you know the you know even Donald Trump called it the Chinese virus you know that sort of stuff, those kind of comments don't help the people's perception of what's happening. You know, our words has an, have an effect on people, no matter what you want to say. I think, you know, kind of lucky that we as Asians sometimes have better judgment and prefer to look over it and are able to understand the fact that sometimes certain people are ignorant and whatnot. And some people are also able to realize that so we don't act out on our emotions. But imagine it was someone angry. You know, I'm, I'm speaking to the person in the airport. 
who who said that comment to whoever it was, probably me, you know, considering the situation. I just want him I just want that person to think and I just want that person to really think if I wasn't as level headed as a person I am and I was an aggressive person and I was out to get someone, I could have turned on that person immediately and caused them harm. There are people out there who don't who don't who can't rationalize their thoughts in the heat of the moment. You know, and that's not blaming anyone. That's how humans are. So, you know, we need to be careful with what we say, especially if you want to if you want to be safe out there. And I'm not telling you not to say these things, but I'm telling you, if you really want to be safe out there, you need to be careful what you say. You know, if you want to be a racist, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to be a racist. But if you, you know, think about it, really, honestly, think about it. There's, there's no room for racism on this planet anymore. You know, people are not going to accept you for that. People are going to criticize you, if anything. And please, please change the way you behave. Please change the way you're acting because, you know, it's detrimental for yourself and it's detrimental for the other people around you. You know, progress, you know, work on bettering yourself as a person and move on from it, man. Stop making fun of Asian people just because we're, we're scared. And before I move on to other things you know i just want to say that before you start judging me and before you start hating on me um i'm not trying to change anyone's opinion i'm just trying to spread awareness you know i think that's the best thing that we can do as humanity you know it doesn't matter what level of privilege you come from i believe it's what you do with that privilege you know all these if anyone knows anything about me i'm heavily into charity and non-profit and those kind of things bring a lot of joy to my life because they they've created such a unique perspective in my life. You know, when I was working with schools in rural Nepal and helping them rebuild post-2015 earthquake, I, you know, seeing how happy these kids could be and working with them, even though it was, you know, they were in a very, very, like, you know, rural, poor, underdeveloped, like, literally, like, what you see on on the news in these really poor parts of the world. Like, Nepal is one of the poorest countries in the world, especially outside the capital. You know, and living in the capital, I guess I didn't see that. I was living in my own bubble. And, you know, stepping outside of that bubble and pushing myself to go do these things and help these kids, it really created a different perspective in my head. And I learned to appreciate life a lot more, and I learned to find ways to deal with life better. You know, I'm not, I'm not attacking anyone. I'm not trying to put anyone in a, in a weird place right now. I'm I just hope my opinion can be heard out there because I think it's valid having multiple perspectives and using your my privilege to help other people. My The fact that I can speak as in, speak English so good as a nation. It's basically my first language through my education. But there are plenty of people who can't speak English this fluently. You know, I'm not out here trying to attack anyone, but I'm trying to trying to send a message that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to look after the people we love. We need to look at the right things online because in today's day and age of the internet, social media, like literally as Donald Trump says, fake news is everywhere. I'm not saying I'm a Donald Trump supporter, but it literally is everywhere. People will write headlines to catch people's eyes. And when we're not going through issues and when we're not going through this global pandemic, 
you know, we can we can see through these headlines and be like, oh, this doesn't really mean anything. And then all of a sudden, when we're panicked and we're anxious, like even me included, I'm not saying I'm not part of the equation here. You know, we read these headlines and I think, wow, damn, this is really bad. Like, it's really bad. It's really sad what's happened, you know. And I, you know, I don't want to point fling fingers and blame anything on anyone. But, you know, if you do the research, you do some reading, you think you can find out why we need to change. As I said earlier, as humanity, we need to change. And that's the greater message I'm trying to send here. I hope you understand that. I hope even I understand that because I am guilty of not listening to myself sometimes. I just hope I haven't gone too philosophical that I've lost your attention now. Um, I like to think deeper about the deeper meanings of things and I like to try to send a message, you know. It's, it's what's so beautiful about this planet is that humanity, communication, you know, we can use it to send a greater message and we can use it to, for such greater goods. But we don't. And I'm not blaming anyone. We as humans are selfish. I'm selfish. It's like I said, a little disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast, uh, I'm not perfect either. This is a way for me to reflect on myself, and this is a way for people listening to reflect on themselves. And, you know, with this Not So Asian podcast, I'm hoping that bringing in people from different backgrounds and from around the world and talking about it, whatever, talking about music, whatever I'm interested in, whatever they're interested in, doesn't matter. I'm just hoping that, you know, having this sort of discussion that doesn't really happen will really change the way people think, at least the people listening to this, whatever it is. You know, I don't know what I'm hoping to get out of this, honestly, <laughs> but I just think I'm trying to, I'm trying to help other people. And now before I start rambling again and again and again about the greater good and world peace and whatnot, make you think like I'm sort of some sort of delusional hippie that smokes too much marijuana, <laughs> I'm afraid, you know, I'm going to end it here. I've been repeating myself thousands of times and I'm starting to run out of ideas. Um, yeah, that's all the time I have for you today and you lovely people out there who've decided to tune in and listen to this. Thank you. Um, it means a lot to whoever's listening to this. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so this concludes the first episode of the Not So Asian podcast. Follow me on whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on, and Instagram at notsoasian.podcast for future updates about the podcast. And make sure to share it with your friends too. Well, only if you think it was worth it, right? I mean, I hope you think it was worth it. Please think it was worth it please <laughs> thanks anyways guys um you know i hope you stay happy stay healthy make sure you take care of your family members and whatnot you know take care guys yours truly and your host of the not so asian podcast chris Padon. Mm-hmm.